The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Transformation for Success with Dr. Barbara Young. If you're looking for something more, something different, something better, this is your opportunity. Over the next hour, we'll talk about inspiration for personal and professional success. Now, here is your host, Dr. Barbara Young. Good afternoon, and welcome to another Transformation for Success show, and I am your host, Dr. Barbara Young. This is Tuesday, your day for encouragement and empowerment. You know, I wake up each day passionate about empowering individuals and helping them to transform their lives. Truly, this is a wonderful day for you. And through the compelling stories of successful men and women and how they learned how to integrate the soul, the spirit, and the body for change to become whole. Listeners, you're going to enjoy the experiences of my guest today, who's none other than the famous Michelle Hunt, founder and CEO of the Women of Global Change, Success is by Design, LLC, Remake My Life, and other multiple companies. Shelly is a global entrepreneur, business strategist, international speaker, and author of the Success is by Design series and a TV executive producer. She was also recipient of the 2013 Humanitarian Award in Congress. As we call her the First Lady of Entrepreneurs, she has served over well over 10,000, tens of thousands of women and children worldwide in communities and outreach programs. She's also served on the national board of NWPC and hosted the 2014th Emma Awards. I'm telling you, this is going to be a show that you want to call your friends, particularly your sister friends, tell them to listen in or they can download the show. This dynamic woman has specialized in personal improvement and corporate leadership trainings for well over 25 years. So I am delighted to have a woman who's worked with major corporations and promotes positive progress and change for women. So I want you, again, stay tuned. The Transformation for Success show is designed to change your hearts, your mindsets, your wills, and emotions for more successful, transformed lives. So you're going to be empowered today by and energized by her humor, her moving testimony, and wit that will facilitate inspiring messages of hope, not only hope, but to get you to move to action and change for significant living. So I'm here every Tuesday, 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time and 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So I want you to tune in each week. You can also reach out to me on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn, and you can access me through these channels. I also invite you to visit my website for more information about me and the things that I'm doing, www.infoattransformationforsuccess.com. And I want to thank you for all of the emails, all of the messages that you sent versus Facebook and Twitter uh, about the show. Keep those letters and keep those, that positive, those positive comments coming to me. Now, to my guest. Good afternoon, Shelly. Good afternoon, Dr. Barbara. 
Girl, I am so happy to have you on the show, and I really want to welcome you formally to the Transformation for Success show, and it is an honor and a pleasure really to have you as my guest on the show today, because you've got so much to share, and I want to get on with it. <laughs> you know, Shelly, uh, we women in particular have a lot to do in today's world. We've got to develop our social skills. We've got to develop professional, emotional, and business skills to cope with change and adversity in this global world and environment. So I'm more than excited to have a woman of your caliber this afternoon to share your skills and expertise as a woman of change and a woman with global and business acumen. But let's start with a bit of your background. Uh, You grew up in Boston with a single mom. And what were some of the struggles you experienced and that helped Um, you? I, I literally grew up under a house in Boston, Massachusetts, to a single mom with one pair of shoes at a time. Um, wow. My mom was not a, yeah, she was not a business owner. She worked three blue collar jobs. Um, mm-hmm. You know, in those days, <laughs> she worked for AT&T, you know, that's when you had to plug in, you know, the, the mm-hmm. cords. Um, and she was a waitress and she did many other blue collar jobs. Um but, you know, one of the biggest things was, even though we were poor, I didn't realize we were poor. Of course, we joke about it till Urban Renewal came in, <laughs> um, you know. <laughs> and said, I, know, I well you know, know that one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> said, you know, you're poor. Because I had a lot of love. I just I didn't have any money. Mm-hmm. And I didn't understand. And I didn't grow up in a household that understood business, per se, or owning a business or being an entrepreneur. And so a lot of my, um, you know, education came in the very beginning from trial and error. Uh, I did meet a man that helped change my life. His name was Bob Proctor. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I, I <clears throat> understudied him very young and understood, uh, you know, humanity and win-win and human latent programming. And from there went on to, you know, saying, I need to understand business. And, you know, us women haven't been trained in business the way the men have. No, we haven't. Yeah. Tell me, uh, tell me, uh, Shelley, before we sort of get into that, what were some of your early fears or struggles? Because, you know, as women, I mean, like I said, we weren't growing, we didn't, you know, know about business. We didn't have that kind of training. But what were some of your early fears and struggles? And how did you overcome those? Well, I think, you know, one of my early fears was that I wouldn't be taken seriously as a woman Mm -hmm. uh, in the industry, you know, in different industries and as a business strategist and, you know, Mm -hmm. as a marketing and branding expert, that I wouldn't be taken seriously, that they would take a look at me because of the blonde hair or because of my stature and, um, you know, that they would look at me and say, oh, well, you know, they'd, they'd think I was just, uh, you know, not serious. As somebody, I had somebody say to me once, don't let the peacock feathers fool you with this woman. And, oh. you know, one of my... <laughs> one of my biggest That's things an interesting comment. I, yeah. Well, I refuse to dress like a man. You know, oh, I refuse great. to um, play a man's game. I wanted to come into it being fully a woman and mm-hmm. who I am and feminine and yet, you know, doing direct business in the masculine world. Well, you know, I I think that's a good point, and we're going to talk a little bit like that, because one of the things I think trying to act like a man doesn't guarantee that there's success for a female entrepreneur. So we're going to talk about that a little later, but what, what, you know, because one of the things I do know about you is that you're very tall. How tall are you, may I ask? I am 5'10 without heels. Okay. Almost (laughs) (laughs) 5'11. So am I. (laughs) 
with a very large foot to, to bat. To I do. I'm a size 10 foot. You know, I, I got big feet. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Big feet to kick butt. No, I didn't yep, say that. Right. Really? Did I say that? Oh, I did. <laughs> but, but when we talk about um, realizing you didn't dress like a man and you were very feminine, when did you kind of realize that, you know, in terms of your first job, that you really destined for a path to change lives around the globe? Um, I think, you know, the, the first thing that I went into really was, and I was led to, it mm-hmm. wasn't even like purposefully, I went into women's leadership and I was teaching women's leadership and life success seminars. And, um, you know, really a lot about the human latent potential, because one of the things I found that when I got into business strategy was that, you know, water seeks its own level. And so our mindset makes a difference on what we're doing and how we do it and, and, you know, how much money we're going to bring in and, and where is our, where's our level? Where's our, our edges? Right. And so, yeah. And I, I started to play this game with myself where, you know, and I love what you said, Barbara, about, you know, it's about spiritually, you know, um, you know, physically, emotionally, financially. Um, and I started to look at where my limits and where my edges were. And I started to push a little bit on Mm -hmm. each part of my box and be able to really, um, you know, expand. But you know, Shelly, so many women and and men as well are not able to really look at that, at those aspects from that point of view. I mean, because sometimes they're so beaten down uh, with childhood experiences or things that happen in young adulthood that they just sort of give up without looking at the physical, the emotional, the sociological, and looking within themselves as to what is my true destiny. How did you just come to grasp that at such a young age? Well, because I think that we all know what our purpose and our calling is. I think it's kind of like this little light that lives inside us that's right above us. And I think that, you know, all of us know what it is. You know, when people say they have to find their purpose, I, I challenge that, you know, because I think that they know their purpose. For some people, it's children. For some people, it's animals. For some people, it's elderly. For some people, it's whatever it is for them. And it's being okay to identify it and, and, and put it on the table. Well, thank God we have women like you because uh, in a number of my experiences with the seminars I do with women, that's the question I always ask. What is my purpose? Trying to find out who I really am and what is their purpose. And it's really right, really, the purpose is within you. You were given it from the day you were born. But it really, I, I, I just admire you so much because of what you've done that ignites and sparks women to move out of that uh, you know, that existence of, I don't know where I am, I don't know where I'm going, what am I going to be? But what ignited and sparked you to become an entrepreneur? Because that's, that's a little different, Shelley. Well, you know, rather than just I, working I, for somebody. <laughs> yeah, and I understood, I understood, you know, my connection to source. I'll call it mm-hmm. God. People can call it whatever they want to call it. Right. Because I travel around the world. So, you know, I understood my, my connection to source. And mm-hmm. what I realized mm-hmm. is I had to be able to take my purpose, my higher purpose, my connection to source, and I had to be able to transmute it into a three-dimensional world, which is where we live, into systems that we're going to be able to support the purpose and the vision of what I was stepping into to serve on the face of this planet. Because I'm all about, people make, you know, um, 
it about sales or they make it about, you know, I need to sell this or I need to do this to have more. And I honestly believe those, this is the name of my new book. It's called Those That Serve Succeed. Because I honestly believe a man or woman is paid in direct proportion to the service that we render humankind. And so it's how do we, you know, transmute from our purpose and source, our divine service, Mm -hmm. Because mm-hmm. I think we all have gifts and talents, and we're here to serve. Absolutely. And the world is waiting for our gifts. We just don't know how to transmute it sometimes into financially being palatable. And that's so, so true. <laughs> and us women haven't been trained in it for years. And you know, so, so true. Yeah. Well, you know, one of the things is that I know from my own personal experiences that uh, I grew up in a neighborhood where there were all these business entrepreneurs, but they were men. So entrepreneurship, from my point of view, was like considered a man's territory. But yeah. but I, I have found, and you know, in later years, more and more women, and particularly women in other countries too, because we're talking to women who are around the globe in 107 countries. And yep. for those of you women who are out there, who are set on a journey to launch and lead their own companies, what would you say to them, Shelley, from your experiences that you learn because you're doing this with a lot of business entrepreneurs and who are starting out on their journey? What, what is they going to have to do, first of all? Well, I think one of the things is, you know, what you were talking about, Dr. Barber, which is identify what is the passion. Mm-hmm. And then not just what is the passion, what are you good at? See, I only, I I decided a long time ago, I'm only going to live where I'm good at. Like, Uh for example, I love gardening. I love it. I love gardening. But I am the worst gardener in the world. (laughs) 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 Oh, I love it. You know, I'm in Northern California right now. My property up here, there's 52 rose bushes. And every once in a while, I'd get out there and I'd, you know, do one of the bushes. And the gardener would look at me and it would look so straggly. And he'd go, why do you do this? I'm like, because I love doing it, but I'm not good at it. So you have okay. to identify, are you a creator? Are you a visionary? Or are you mm-hmm. an implementer? And neither is right, neither is wrong. It's just a natural space that we live in. And right. the minute that we can identify where we live and, and breathe naturally, then we can build the team around us. You know, Henry Ford. Henry Ford was incredible with it. He was incredible with it. He was a total visionary, but, you know, he was not an implementer. So he had to have implementers around him for business. And I think, you know, we can learn from that. (laughs) Well, you know, it's interesting that you say this because I've always heard, uh, and and I talk about this all the time, that when you're walking in your purpose and you've identified it, it's not work. It, it is not work. Uh, it's not like work. It's it, You're so excited and you're energized to be able to do it. And I believe that that's God's purpose for whatever he gives you to do, that he gives Absolutely. you the energy with it. So you're not Absolutely. <laughs> so I tell you. know, I think, I, I, I think as women, Dr. Barbara, I think as women, we are very intuitive. Yes. And I think we know. And I think, you know, because we are nurturers and because we are kind of like the net catchers, you know, we want to, we take care of everybody else first, you know, That's and right. I, I just think it's imperative for us to be able to identify and lean out a little bit into those purposes. You know, every morning I have this mantra, I wake up and I say, please, Lord, let me hear and let me respond with less lag time. And sometimes <laughs> 
that means that <laughs> my head is going, why are you on a plane to Washington, D.C.? Why are you on a plane here? Why are you on a plane to India? Because I know in every cell of my body I'm supposed to be. And if I could impart, you know, one of the things with women is really, you know, and there's times where I close my eyes and I feel. Well, Shelley, I want you to hold that point because we got to go on break. But we're going to be right back so you can hear that point that Shelley's going to stress for you women out there and men you're listening up to. So hang on. We'll be right back with Transformation for Success with my guest, Ms. Shelley Hunt. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Our world is shrinking. We get information across the planet as fast and as easily as across the street. Lately, it seems as if none of it is good. The world has become so addicted to negativity, fear, drama, and our kids are learning fast. Are you worried about your teen? Do you know where they are, who they're with, and what they're really up to? Power of Peace Radio tackles real issues that are changing the minds of the next generation. Get involved in the conversation on Monday evenings with Kit Cummings. Pop Radio is about interrupting and redirecting those who are on a dangerous course and bringing light into dark places with powerful topics and real stories. We bring hope to those who need it most because hope is the new dope. Power of Peace Radio, Mondays at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Empowerment. Build your better business. Achieve that goal. Make good on that resolution. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. This is Transformation for Success. To reach Dr. Barbara Young or today's guest, please call into the program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to info at transformationforsuccess.com. Now, back to this week's program. Hi there, and welcome back to Transformation for Success with my guest today, Ms. Shelley Hunt, founder and CEO of the Women of Global Change, Successes by Design, Remake My Life, and other multiple companies. She is absolutely fantastic, and she's sharing with us and discussing her compelling story and how positive change, progress, and business success can help women around the globe. So, ladies, tune in as we're back with one of the points that Shelly was going to talk about, what is needed to be successful in business. All right, Shelly, take it away. So, what I was talking about is, you know, every morning I say, um, please let me hear and respond with less lag time. And I think as women, we're very intuitive. By nature, mm-hmm. matter of fact, I know we are. That's how this, our species survives. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> and so I think it's imperative that we hear and we listen and we heed. Um, you know, and there are times where I would close my eyes and I'd feel my body. Is this right? Even if my head, it didn't make a lot of sense. Right. You know, I mean, I, I think that that's, it's just absolutely imperative to be able to, you know, draw from that, draw from your intuition, trust yourself. You know, I find that many women second guess themselves. We go to the mirror in the morning and we're second guessing ourselves. Yep. 
Absolutely. From the very start of the day, we second-guess ourselves, yet we are the most incredibly um, poised for entrepreneurship. We are multitaskers. We make more decisions by 10 a.m. than a man makes all day because usually we're making decisions for the cat, the dog, the kid, the house, ourselves, our shoes, whatever it is. Yes. And so I think it's, you know, recognizing in so many times Mm -hmm. with media and the influx of what we have around us, we look in the mirror and we go, oh, I have a bag under my eye, or oh, I'm, you know, I don't Mm -hmm. look good today, or oh, I'm this. We have negative conversations about ourselves starting at the very start of the day. And I think it's imperative that as women, we recognize our greatness straight out of the gate. Right. So, Shelley, you're bringing up a very um, provocative point and one that we hear all the time. You know, success begins with self. It begins looking at the analysis of who you are and what you have to offer and what is your purpose. And all you're talking about and what I hear you saying is identify, know yourself, that you're a God-created creation. And ask God for help, as you do. Ask him every day. You know, I like that. How do I respond? And God, with less lag time. You know, I have a friend who used to say, Lord, speak loud to me so I'll hear and understand. Because sometimes I I, I don't really quite get it. So speak to me. You may have to hit me on the head for me to get it. Well, I think if you don't listen, you do get hit on the head sometimes. (laughs) It is so funny that you say that. But one of the things that I wanted to discuss, how did you overcome what I think is what uh, we women often lack, and that's the support of other female business leaders or even just mentors and role models? Because I think the main challenge for many women who are starting out Uh, as entrepreneurs, or even just, you know, maybe not as an entrepreneur, but they're just not enough women to to act as role models or as sounding boards. How did you overcome this? Or did you have have some women? Mm -hmm. You know, I I think that we as women, you know, with the media and everything else, and I kind of Mm -hmm. brought this up, we almost get pitted against each other. Like, you know, there's a saying, you know, well, there's only a few good men out there. Like as if, you know, there isn't enough. And I said, and guess what? There's only a few good women and they're looking for us. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I like that. Well, you know, I, I adopted a different kind of understanding. I also decided that as a woman, I was going to step into my leadership and empowerment being authentically me. So even though there aren't tons of women role models out there, because there really isn't, you know, um, And it's imperative that I think people do mentor from other people. I think it's imperative that Mm -hmm. they learn and and grow because sometimes it's hardest to see from inside (laughs) than than outside. And so I I think that that assists um, is having somebody that has done it, been there, and done that. But I also adopted. I stopped looking at the gender differences between male and female, and Mm -hmm. I don't mean that in a bad way. I love men. But I started saying, I want to understudy this human being on how they do systems of business. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to do it authentically as a woman, balanced in who I am. You know, right now, we're 60% of the blue-collar workforce. We're right. very high, mm-hmm. you know. And I think that it's time for, um, you know, us to be able to step into who we are. I believe that, and I know that I think that uh, a lot of women are 
sort of coming into this new awareness that, you know, and particularly in rural developing countries, because women are the backbone of many of these rural uh, economies, and particularly Absolutely. And I've played, I've I've been, uh, spent a lot of time in Africa, and I know that a lot of these women are engaged in some activities out of necessity, given that they have limited choices out of their traditional roles. But and many of them have gone beyond that I've dealt with uh, primary education, but they're very limited with or, or don't have the training. So I, I'm happy that here that there are women like yourself uh, who are willing to give of themselves. And, and Shelly, I know you do this and you've started so many innovations and you're working with women. And I really want to just take this opportunity to thank you because there are opportunities thank to you. lead do exist for women. But we've got to continue to support support and encourage and promote women in the limelight like yourself to an other to encourage others to come along for the ride (laughs) yeah i mean that that is it's like one of the things i did with the women of global change because i said okay we have a women's group here and 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 Mm -hmm. what i said is you know and it was so funny because i swear source gave me this message um one one morning i was meditating and i heard one woman with a cause as a mission, a group of women actually standing in cause is a movement. And it doesn't have to be the same cause, but it's, it's about a movement, you know, and I travel around the world, Egypt, I'm getting ready to go to India to 1200 women um, for a world economic conference I'm teaching. And, you know, I, I, but I travel around the world and, you know, when I look at the stats, I go 70% poverty around the world is women and children. And that's when I said, I need to do something. And I think, yes, we've got to be active participants. And, you know, women are open to teaching other women now. We really are. I think so. Um, Uh, One of the things I'm telling women, just ask. I mean, really, uh, all you have to do is ask. Ask people. You don't need to be afraid to ask women. Uh, That's correct. And so bless them, you know, because there are a lot of women, younger women who are actually coming to me and asking for help. And can I, you know, how can I do this? And I'm really really gratified that they will even see me as a woman that they can come in because I've never thought of myself as a woman entrepreneur, but I guess I am. (laughs) You are. You are. And you're an incredible advocate and an incredible example of, you you know, a like-minded woman who's here for change and to serve. You really are. That's why I hit it off with you. I, I was like, oh, I love this woman. <laughs> <laughs> we hit it off. We did. I mean, I just loved you because you have such a love for women and women entrepreneurs and their business. But most importantly, beyond the love, you're doing something. Now, I want to just share just a few minutes, uh, ask you, what do you think are the biggest obstacles for women in business today? I think one of the biggest obstacles, one, is what you just said which is asking for what we want. We have not been taught negotiation and communication skills in Mm -hmm. the business arena. So I think that's one of the things. I think the other thing is, you know, really starting to look at some of the systems. So a lot of times, a lot of times we operate, you know, from our intuition or from source and we're coming from there. However, Mm -hmm. we do live on a three-dimensional planet here on planet earth, 101, as I call it. And We've got to be able to transmute our 
gifts and our talents into tangibility here on the face of the planet to be able to serve and survive. This, you know, okay. suffering is optional. Okay. <laughs> give us an give us an example of looking at the systems in case somebody out there is wondering what does she mean by look at the systems. Well, there there are certain business strategies. For example, whether mm-hmm. it's branding, whether it's how you're playing press and media, you know that it you know like people don't understand really press and media. They'll do um, PR or media on themselves or their event. And I said, you know, if we look at this and we make it about an issue that is calling to you from source mm-hmm. and okay. what we are doing, right. And what we're doing is calling awareness to the issue that we want to address on the face of this planet or humanity or education or whatever it is. You know what I hear you saying, uh, really? Uh, and I wrote that down, creating awareness of the issue, not necessarily awareness of you. Correct. So I I think that should be clear because there are so many people that are out. I mean, and women I know for you out there, it's like also I got to get out and promote me. I got to be here. I got to network. I got to promote me, promote me. And it's not about the issue. So it's awareness of what is the issue that's drawing to you, uh, breast cancer awareness or health, uh, you know, healthy bodies or a physical exercise or whatever it might be. But the issue I get for me, juvenile diabetes, my daughter was a juvenile diabetic and died at the age of 30. So naturally, that's a that's an awareness for me to have people be aware of juvenile diabetics and how it it is really leads to death oftentimes. So. So anyway, I, I just thought I'd mention that because I think that's so important. That it's the focus off of me, but the focus on the issue. That's what I hear you saying. And so you know, yeah. Mm-hmm. And the minute the minute that we focus of self, our circle gets smaller. We start True. to have a mm-hmm. a scarcity mentality, and we cannot operate in a scarcity mentality. You know, I deal with a lot of companies, and when they get into a scarcity mentality, or the money starts going down, and they're like, "We're not having a good year," and oh my gosh we got to let so many people go and, or we're doing, you know, we're, we're cutting the back end and mm-hmm. let's tighten up the front end. That is the time to push money out front. That is the time to expand, to grow your marketing, your reach, not to hold tight. Okay. And I see it. Yeah. <clears throat> I think that's important. One of the things, um, another question I wanted to ask you was, um, startups for, are so difficult for many women to find investors. And so what is, that, what is the solution to this challenge for women? Well, I think it is really having a, lever- have a leveraged uh, platform for proposal, okay? More people want to work with other people right now. The minute mm-hmm. this economy kind of we tanked a while back, um, mm-hmm. It really opened the door for everything from joint ventures to partnerships. Richard Branson did not become, I mean, yes, Virgin was great. However, if you look at him, his joint ventures are what put him over the top. Mm-hmm. So Absolutely. And, uh, and I and admire him, and I had a chance to fly his yeah. airline, as a matter of fact. But yeah. so, so yeah, how... Don't be afraid. Okay, because I think a lot of women find themselves, I mean, that's another thing. The challenge is communication because there's connections that are important. There's communication. And then are you working with women in terms of, um, you know, with the business entrepreneurs and helping them with that challenge in terms of finding investors? Yep. Okay. Yes. Um, So 
what tips do you provide for them exactly and how they would approach um, an investor? Well, the first thing the first thing I would do is you've got to put yourself at their feet. And that's why, you know, I'm I'm good at what I do too, because mm-hmm. you really have to let go of your mindset, put yourself in their seat and say, if I was them, what would I want? Right? Like what how am I mm-hmm. getting served? You know, I mean and, and it's all I go back to that service, right? Those that serve mm-hmm. the seat. Mm-hmm. How are you serving them? And then Go in and put yourself in their shoes. Women are pretty good at this because we're really empathetic mm-hmm. a lot of times. Not sympathetic because there's a difference between sympathy and empathy. But we're pretty empathetic as far as, you know, being able to put ourselves in somebody else's shoes. You've got to look at it like as if you're that company or you're that person or, mm-hmm. been, you know, I don't want to say bank, but you're that other joint venture partner and what's in it for them. And then it's always got to be something that's fair on both sides. Both sides, usually a good agreement have to give a little bit more than they expect mm-hmm. to. That, those are good tips. And I really appreciate your sharing them because, and we'll, uh, when we wrap up the show, we'll sort of revisit a few of these, but that I think is uh, one of the things that I hear a lot of women talk about. How do you get investors? How do you do, you know, joint ventures and, and find investors yep. for, now, one of the other things are, um, in the one minute that we have remaining before break is tell us a little bit about how women can form, um, what is it they need to sort of, I guess, break away from in getting into partnerships? Because there are all these little silos. There are these, these women who are in silos, but really it's one woman with a mission, as you said again, but women together, a movement. So what, That's correct. <laughs> how in the world did you get women to get out of their silos? Shelly. Realize, <laughs> and here's one of the things. The minute that Shelly, I'm sorry, but we're going to take a quick break, and we're going to be right back because that is a very important question. So, listeners, stay tuned. We'll be right back after this quick commercial break. Transformation for success. So, key, stay tuned. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com We're all living in the moment, but you never know when life is going to take a unique turn. It doesn't have to be a challenge, but perhaps more of a detour to get where we need to be. On The Sky's the Limit, host Karen Levitt knows that experience, having faced it herself. Learn about her journey from a life-changing event to where she is now. Her guests are amazing people who are living these experiences and overcoming obstacles. Learn from their stories every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Empowerment. Do you feel alone even when you're surrounded by others? Do you feel that there's sometimes nowhere to turn and nobody really understands? Remember, you are not alone. Every week, host April J. Ford, who has faced adversity as a constant in her life, helps you rise above life's challenges with your own blueprint meant to help you find out who you are. April's challenges have included childhood sexual abuse, becoming a widow and single parent at 32, and other such curveballs. She'll help you every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. This is the home of the top life coaches, entrepreneurs, and success drivers. 
the Voice America Empowerment Channel. This is Transformation for Success. To reach Dr. Barbara Young or today's guest, please call into the program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to info at transformationforsuccess.com. Now, back to this week's program. Welcome back to Transformation for Success with my guest, Ms. Shelley Hunt, and we are in a great conversation. This is a woman of global change, and let me tell you, Ms. Hunt, again, for those of you who might just have tuned in, is founder and CEO of Women of Global Change. Success is by design. We make my life and other multiple companies, and we are talking about change for women, and we're mostly talking about women entrepreneurs and what you need to do. So listen up, ladies. Call your friends. It's still not too late. And Shelly answers the question, what do we do to draw women together who are operating in silos, but really, independently, we won't win, but together we will and form a movement. So Shelly, say the point that you were going to bring before our break. You know, we, we literally almost have been programmed that we're supposed to be these super women that we're supposed to be able to do it all. And the truth is, to be able to grow, to be able to expand, you cannot hold it all. You cannot do it all. You know, we have these women that are running around, you know, trying to open these companies, and they're being the IT person. They're being the mm-hmm. um, sales person. They're being the, the letter writer. They're being, you know, like, we're try- they're trying to do it all. But you will never grow trying to do it all. There's only one of you. So if we can, yes, one, if we can open up to what's around us, you know, ask and it shall be given, knock and the door shall open. And I honestly believe that because I have seen it. I am 50 years old and I have seen it for half a century now. And, and I have no doubt about it. You know, we always create what we want. And people may say, well, you know, I don't, I don't, I didn't want to not have money. Well, we always create what we want. We always, however we are operating, however we are thinking and however we are operating is going to show in results, often harsh, but always fair. And it is the only fair way to judge a man or woman is by results. You want to see how you think. You want to see how you operate. Look at what's in your life. Whether it's relationships, yeah, or money or whatever it is. So I think that us women, I I just wanted to touch on that point that you said about us being siloed. We are not superhuman beings here. (laughs) That's the truth. Or do we need to be? Okay. And, you know, right now is a very feminine energy on the face of this planet. There are more women around the globe that are looking to pull together and create something bigger. And, you know, here's the thing. We like to think, you know, I I go, well, the women of global change, I'm just going to do women and children, or I'm going to do whatever, or somebody has whatever, Mm -hmm. and they Mm -hmm. go, you know, I'm just operating this way. Well, let me tell you, there are other people on the face of this planet that are looking to do the same thing that have the cause and the calling that you have. Seek them out. That's exactly right. Work together. Seek and you shall find. (laughs) Absolutely. And the door will be open. That's good. Now, Shelly, one of the things, too, is getting out of the status quo 
or wherever our business might be to engage greater success. That was one of the things I wanted to ask you as well. So okay. how do we get out of the status quo? Of wherever our get business out. might be. Well, you know, I think some of the status quo we've been talking about, you know, the status quo, which is we're super women, we should be able to handle it all. Um, you know, I think that's part of the status quo. And, um, you know, I think that we are the future. I think the future is now. And I think the, the women listening, um, you and then the men listening, you know, um, mm-hmm. and what you're doing. And I, I think that it is, Coming into a feminine, authentic leadership. I think that's where we're heading as the new status quo. Not how yeah. we think we have to dress or be or whatever. I think it, I, and I'm, I'm feeling it, and I feel you, uh, Shelley, as young people say, I feel you. Maybe there's another like uh, terminology for it, but I understand. Now, I know that you're deeply involved with the Women of Global Change, and I really wanted to have you expand a little bit and share with the audience, uh, since we do have a global audience, uh, what the Women of Global Change is about and what motivated you to become, well, you sort of said really what motivated you to become a part of this, but where do you see the Women of Global Change going um, and the direction? Um, Well, you know, I I saw a bunch of different women's groups. I'd played in Washington, D.C. and have played around the world, and I saw a lot of women's groups um, being very segregated or siloed, as you say. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. I decided that I wanted to be able to create more of a movement. And so what I did is I just went out and I called, like, the founders of NAFI or the, you know, different groups nationally and internationally that were out there and said, I want to create a movement. I want to pull together. I want to join forces. Mm -hmm. And not asking because I wanted something. It was because I want to make a change. You know, it it wasn't, yeah. And so what I did is, you know, literally our database has grown to over 500,000 in a very short amount of time. We'll be over a million before the first of the year. And I wanted to create a place that women could come. They could globally network. They could have those networks of like-minded individuals that was beyond a business card. (laughs) We do service projects in the United States and outside the United States um, because I think uh, the more that we train women in business right now and we train mm-hmm. women in getting out there and, and for them to be able to identify that they can serve, that we're going to be um, in a better place uh, humanitarian-wise and, and planet-wise. I just think it is such a feminine time. Oh. It is. It really is. And, and, and from all of my travels in all these different countries, I can tell you it is time. Now, what kind of service projects uh, are, are, is the, are the women of Global Change doing? Excuse me. Um, mm-hmm. Our next service project is in July. Um, well, actually, mm-hmm. our next one is we, have, we opened the Gateway Program that puts women into business for themselves in 48 hours. I am going on a total advocacy because I want women to be able to learn business and to be able to operate in business. Okay. So we have opened that, and then we are doing a third world country project in the Yucatan at an orphanage. Okay. All right. So you're doing this too. Well, the Gateway Program sounds very intriguing um, to teach somebody how to run a business or to start a business in 48 hours. I think that's great. Uh, and then uh, working with the orphanage in the Yucatan. Okay, do you guys have plans for some other things that you're going to be doing in 2016? 
We do. That, that is one of the things that we're doing. Um, now, we have done infant care unit centers in Honduras for, you know, babies that were dying of AIDS. Mm-hmm. We've done wells in Haiti. We have done um, uh, women's safe houses. We've done so many different projects around the world, you know. And so I'm very excited. We've got the Gateway program that's coming out um, in November on the West Coast, and then we're in Atlanta, Georgia on the East Coast. Um, you know, it, it's just been incredible because I really got that if we, cause I, you know, I've worked with women and I've worked with children and I've worked with just, you know, men and women, but I really got clear that if we're going to make a change, mm-hmm. if women, even <laughs> their moms can make a thousand dollars extra a month, that's going to open the doors for our children being able to see the examples because I think Absolutely. right now we're, you know, we're in a very, we're in a very unique place with women, very unique place. You know, we mm-hmm. vacuumed into the workforce, of course, because, you know, we, we could get paid less. So when they fired the men, when the economy bust in, in uh, the U.S., they fired the men, they hired the women. Well, they didn't expect us to be over 60% of the workforce now. They did not expect that. No, they did not but expect here that. We I are. don't think they planned yeah. for it. No. Here we are. And I see it in a lot of other countries, whether I'm in Africa, Egypt, or wherever it is. And I see women who are innovative and are creative. And, you know, they just don't have necessarily the training. Well, that's true. End. That is so true. Uh, I hear when I'm in other countries that women are, are saying, you know, they're isolated. Uh, socially, they lack previous work experience and access to enterprise information. So, you know, and yep. marketing facilities that the men entrepreneurs acquire. So a lot of yep. these, and then, which will have me segue into another topic because the excessive demand on wives and mothers and managers of the home front takes up a lot of their, their time or makes it really nearly impossible to try to successfully, you know, operate an enterprise. So that's one of the, the questions that, uh, and I want to come back to women of global change because I think that is such a wonderful idea. But the other aspect of it is, is this whole notion, I get this question, and I'm sure you do too, on work-life <laughs> balance. Work-life balance. Oh, yeah. Because I know yeah. that, that uh, being a mother uh, and, and being a mom, trying to run a business is really challenging. And particularly yeah. if, you're, if you're married and you're trying to run a business, you're trying to balance your time with you, and you've got to deal with your kids, you've got to deal with your husband. How? I mean, I know that we're multitasking, but I tell you, it is, it is quite a chore. So what do you have to say about that, Ms. Shelley? Well, <laughs> I know I'll, you've done I'll it. Tell you, <laughs> I'll tell you, Dr. Barber, you know, there was a time where time ran me. I didn't run time. And, you know, this is a soul journey here. That's how I look at my life. It's a soul journey. Don't let time and run you. <laughs> that's correct. And, I'm, you know, I'm I writing that some, down. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, it, most of the time people let time run them. And how you know time runs you is you feel like you don't have enough of it. So we're, we're creatures of habit, and we can easily get into being creatures of habit, and we get up, and we do our thing, and then we're trying to create or be an entrepreneur or open a new company, and we feel like we just don't have enough time, and we're, we're trying to do more instead of really focus and execute for more. You know, your listeners, um, if you want, I will give them, I have this great 
great, great ABC for being able to run time. And I direct them if you want, that's up to you. Um, but I, I have a, uh, a piece that I, I actually created so that you can look at how your time runs and you can direct your time. About every three months, I do this little exercise with myself, and it's super easy, and I love doing it because what it does is, you know, life ebbs and flows. How I need my life to run right now may not be how I need it to run in three months or six months. And as, you know, you're pregnant, you have a kid, the kid is born, the kid's going to school, now my daughter's in college, right? Or, you know, now we're, we're doing a new enterprise. And it's very, 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 I can't stress it enough, that you call the shots in your life. That you look at your calendar and people go, well, this seems really regimented. This is like kind of crazy. And I go, look at your calendar and get on there and start plugging it in. I want my health days um, Monday and Wednesday. I want, you know, my date night to be Thursday night. I want whatever it is. And people go, but that's really regimented. That's not like ebb and flow of life. And I go, how would you like your life to run? Because if not, buckle your seatbelt, because then you're just kind of like riding as a victim of circumstance. And I don't believe that's how we're meant to serve on the face of this planet. I believe we are meant to lead, and we are meant to enjoy this journey. Suffering is optional. Suffering is optional. So if I'm going to be here and I'm going to pray it because I can, direct your path. Plot your course. And if what that means is getting the dang calendar out and going, this is my family time is on Wednesdays. I need more family time. I'm going to book it on Fridays too. Start planning it because you will actually start to come into balance. Look at all the four sides. Look at spiritual, Mm -hmm. financial, you know, physical, emotional, so that you can know where you are and you're, you're literally leading your life, not letting circumstance lead you. And I think that that is imperative. You know, when people say to me, well, how do you open different companies? How do you be a mom? How do you not be like a crazy woman running around? You know, I get that all the time. They go, wow, you must not have any time. you got a handful of businesses. I'm like, I have more freedom. <laughs> it's true. I go, I have more freedom right now. And but here's the thing. But Shelly, you, yeah, you also have a lot of energy, too. You know, I'm passionate about it. I I believe that people should enjoy this journey. You know, in the well, Shelley, in the few minutes (laughs) that we have left, you're so passionate about this, and I love this about direct your path. Okay, and you've given some very good information here today (laughs) because this has been (laughs) a very interesting discussion. I may have to have you on part two um, (laughs) about your your life's work in the realm of human potential and business success. And I know out there that the listeners, men and women, you've been well-informed with Shelley's comments and discussions today and tidbits that you can use for action on your transformation journey. So Shelley, as we close the show today, and I will have you back, I really will, I want to thank you for being my guest because, and I want to wish you much continued success on your journey. And just thank you for being one of God's vessels to serve humanity over women around the globe. And I'm excited to become a part of this movement. So folks out there, yes, I have become a part of the Women for Global Change. And so th- together, we're going to remake the world. I've always said that, that I wanted to uh, empower 
10 million women before I left the first face of this earth. So I, I leave, so I leave you with this. I want you out there, share this discussion today with all of your women friends who are in business or thinking of business, because I'm, I'm sure they're going to gain lots of information for today. Connections are so important to success, and nurturing strong professional relationships can go a long way. And as Shelly mentioned, be open to mentors, be open to ask people for what you want, and be teachable. Set goals and be direct and stay focused on your business goals because there are opportunities that do exist for women. We just need to continue to support and promote women in the limelight to encourage others to come along for the ride. And remember, you can download my show today on www.transformation for success to download the show. Keep well, be joyful, be positive, be encouraged, be grateful, and be humble and be forever transformed. I'll see you next week. So have a very blessed week. We appreciate you joining us for Transformation for Success. Please join your host, Dr. Barbara Young, again next Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, that's 2 p.m. Pacific Time, on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have an outstanding week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.